Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. everybody and welcome back to the uncharted territory podcast this is episode 168 it's been a while it's been a while and we're back and excited to talk to you uh i'm Corey olson i'll be leading the discussion tonight uh we're going to kind of follow up with our our last episode and uh give chad and tim uh a chance to uh shine in the spotlight of the federation spotlight uh but before we do that let's uh let's go around the room and just you know verify who's all here this week uh, I mentioned him once. Let's go down to Gilbert, Iowa, and my brother, Chad Olson. Chad, how are you tonight? I am doing great. We just had our year-end banquet for youth wrestling, and it was an exciting time, and a good time was had by all. So uh, it's, it's I don't know, it's 40, 50 degrees. That's all it ever is here now in nuclear winter in the center of Iowa. Um, but, um, yeah, we planted some grass seed last week because why Ooh, not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, the dogs were, there was a muddy patch, so we threw down some grass seed and some straw and just see what happens. Very good. And I should mention, yeah, the weather here in Minnesota, uh, very similar to Gilbert, uh, unseasonably warm, you know, dipped down a little bit colder over the weekend in the 20s and 30s. We saw a few snow flurries on Friday. Nothing stuck, though. Uh, this is just a, a crazy winter. Hard to even call it winter, and I'm okay with that. I like it this way. Well, let's head over to Buffalo, New York, and Tim Dalton. Tim, what's going on in Buffalo? Hi, Corey. Uh, things are good here. I mean, it's uh, not quite as warm. We got uh, got up to about 38 degrees today. Normally this time of year, it's about 33. So, you know, it's still an improvement, partly sunny. Um, really haven't had any snow to speak of in, in quite some time. And most of the stuff that came during those uh, that, that nasty week where we got about five and a half feet or whatever it was, uh, most of that is melted off now. Um, so it's uh, it's pretty good. We had a couple days in the 50s. I actually got to crack a window to get some fresh air in. Uh, you know, even though it was a little bit chilly air, it was still, uh, you know, you got to take those days when you can get them. So, uh, but yeah, Buffalo's doing pretty good. Good to hear. And let's stay on the East Coast and head to Virginia. Stu Lowry, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, hello, Corey. This is another winter that wasn't. Uh, we had some cold winter. We, we had some real winter in January, and then it's just been not much. Uh, since then, we've had highs in the 50s and even 60s. I had one day where it touched 80, which is bizarre even for Virginia. Um, and it's it's 50s and uh, low 40s, upper 30s at night. Nothing too crazy. Uh, I mean, in general, I'll take it. It's not bad. Uh, it's supposed to have a little bit of return to uh, more seasonable temperatures, according to the weather. 
people. Uh, so we're going to have 50s and 30s uh, for a little stretch here, which is fine. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's kind of strange. We've had one snowfall and that's it. We're looking for a little more. I'd love to see a little more before winter is over. Uh, I disagree with you on that, Sue. I'm fine not having <laughs> any. Well, you snow. would, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm good with what we've got, and that's and that's okay. We can be a, a record winter in a good way. Well, let's get into the news and notes. And there's uh, quite a few things going on in the last couple of weeks since we've last met. Uh, first of all, from our side of things, one of the things we were doing last week when we weren't recording Uncharted Territory is we were finishing the stats for the upcoming four-pack as well as the cycle one of Promoter Prime Legends Prime. So those stats have been sent to Mike. We have seen um, drafts of all the artwork now. Uh, just today we got the last colored pieces. Uh, we've seen the card layouts for the four-pack with the stats and everything. Uh, so these are getting closer and closer to getting done. Uh, very excited and uh, looking forward to seeing people's reaction. We did announce already at the um, perennial that Amish Roadkill will be uh, one of the members of the four-pack. And so there are three more names that will join Amish Roadkill in this four-pack. Uh, you know, let's go around the room here. Tim, What? what any, anything you want to say about these cards? We haven't announced any other names yet. No, no. I, I, I think, uh, you know, it was fun putting some of those together. I know you had done... Uh... You had done a pretty really good draft for the pro prime cards, but I just uh, kind of had a different little take and changed some things around and everything was good. Um, you know, but I, I think, uh, I think overall, I think uh, people are going to be really, really excited about the four pack, really excited about pro prime cycle one. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'll give credit. Chad did the, the work on those, those pro. Oh, prime. Sorry. That's yeah, okay. okay. no wonder we disagreed. We never agree on anything. Oh God! Yeah. Like I, only on Vivian Vishal. I was going to say Vivian Vishal. Close. We don't. We don't even agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, I'll agree to that. Uh, Chad, what are your thoughts on the upcoming releases? Oh my gosh, I'm just pickled pink. I can't wait to see these in color and get them in my hands and get these cards. Oh my, it's so exciting! I'm very excited about the the folks in both the the four pack and the pro prime. I think people will be happy to see some of these people in color, maybe for the first time. And then see some of the first time names for the first time. I don't know. I think what? I just did a mental loop. What was this? Where you're going? I don't know. I'm tired. Uh, all right. Well, very good. Uh, Stu, what are your thoughts? Oh. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Uh, the drawings, the artwork that, that I've seen looks really strong. And um, I think, I think promoters are really going to enjoy this and will uh, allow them to expand in different directions. So I think they'll uh, enjoy the four pack and prime quite a bit. Excellent. I, I would like to offer a point of clarification. People, I, I may have said names for first times or something for cards. Don't read anything into it because I'm just, I'm tired. Yes, yes. <laughs> don't don't be analyzing it, dissecting it like a Zapruder film. Like he said, times for new people once or twice or seven. Yes, yes. Very good. That's a good impression of the promoters, Chad. Thank you. That that was my everyman promoter. No, that yes. was like my comic book guy from The Simpsons. Like, there you go. We don't there have people go. like that in our community. All right. Or, or well, if you think you don't, maybe you're the comic book guy. Touche. <laughs> Fucking a. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, also announced officially, uh, this was announced at the perennial, I believe, but uh, we had an official announcement on philsingergames.com uh, for the best of the Indies 2025 and the release of the Thrillbilly, Silas Mason. Um, again, I have heard of the Thrillbilly, not super familiar with him, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm aware of him and I think I've seen a couple of his matches. So this is a very cool name, a very uh, current name and uh, a fun one to have. Um, Stu, I think you said you'd heard of the Thrillbilly. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he seems to be pretty popular. He was a nice signing for NWA, um, mm-hmm. and not to disparage NWA. But uh, I like the artwork, what I saw, and I think he's going to he's he's a an indie name that i would be interested in using so i'll just leave it at that so i i, I think it should be a, a fun card Absolutely. i think he's won won a title or something like that in nwa so uh he's the current national champion i believe I, I looked this up the other day and he's also held their tag team titles i believe he also got an award in the locker room for most improved odor Ooh, hey, that's always a that's a that's a that's a tough award to win in wrestling. Yeah, you've never even been in a fucking wrestling line. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Oh. That, that may not be a high hurdle to get over. To be honest. <laughs> exactly. Well, what is Cordero saying? The nicest guy in prison. <laughs> Decorum, please. Well, yes. While on the topic of improved odors, Chad, what are your thoughts on the thrillbilly? <laughs> well, I've been using some stuff from Bath and Body Works, and it's made a profound difference in my odors. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know who the thrillbilly is, but I'm glad people know. I mean, if Stu knows him, I kind of feel bad, because <laughs> Stu hasn't watched an indie since 1986 when the Kaiser was still in power. <laughs> we have a lot of Simpsons references tonight. <laughs> he wore an onion on his belt, which was the style at the time. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I like Do you it. Know anything about the thrill, Billy? You know, who, who whoever had under three minutes for the uh the, the show to just go downhill and completely fall apart, you win the pool. You yeah. won. Uh, you won the pony. Hope, but how many you times had five did you bet two on... in the Super Bowl pool? Yeah, I was too. Say, yeah, yeah. How many times you bet on Taylor Swift being shown on the Super Bowl or whatever that <laughs> wager was? Oh, there was a Super Bowl last night during the Taylor Swift special. Yes. <laughs> But I, I, I Charles actually, Nelson Riley. <laughs> I actually have heard of Thrillbilly, but I I don't know anything about him. Uh, but uh, you know, it seems like people were pretty excited, and and yeah. he's a fairly well known name on the indies. So cool to to have him in the game for sure. Yeah, very cool. Look forward to seeing who else is in this best of indie set. I kind of like this uh, annual set of just kind of a good collection of various types of indie wrestlers. Uh, well, Chad uh, recently was uh, traveling out east, and uh, during his or in between his work and all the important stuff he does, he also got to see somebody very important. Chad, whom did you visit? I went and I visited Pete Beck. Hey, Pete, Pete Beck, promoter, Pete Beck, retired general, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Beck from the Air Force. Is he a Lieutenant Colonel or a Colonel? I think he's a Lieutenant believe, Colonel. I think he's Lieutenant Colonel, yeah. Okay, Admiral, dreaded Rear Admiral. Yes. Um, uh, (laughs) i was in dc for a conference and i I jumped on the orange line on the metro rode it to the very end went by uh i went by the stadium where the commanders play and an army of porta potties and they were all lined up they kind of remind me of the uh uh the the droid troopers in in star uh star wars episode one you know how they all line up and deploy that's what all these yep. porta potties i was waiting for them to start marching but i took it to the end of the line 
Jay, did you get on 11E? Life. You got to get on 11E. I did. I said, okay. get, in, get me in the car, Pete. We're here to cut the fucking promo. So yeah. um, I, I came, I got off the subway or the metro, took the stairs down. I came to an important decision point that Pete and I had not talked about. Do I go at the east entrance or the west entrance? I called that, Pete. I said, Pete, Pete goes, I think you go out the east. So I did, and I found him. Oh, good. So oh, good. he picked me up. He went. Now, now, Tim and I have both dined at this diner, a purple named Grump's Diner. Oh, so that place is awesome. That place was awesome. Oh, my gosh, it was good. Um, they had they had a nice variety of T-shirts that I almost thought about getting. Um, but a, a very good uh, hole-in-the-wall diner. They... When you're coming in, they hand you the menu. So you read the menu while you're in line to order at the counter. And they put like a little, they had all sorts of, I don't know, they look like dog toys or something with Sharpies yep. on, like a pineapple and a rubber chicken. And all. I'm serious. <laughs> and that's how they mark your table. You. You're like, you're number 14. And I think we had a rubber chicken or a sheep or something. So then we ordered our food and lo and behold, those by then there was a table look a lot us. alike. They're huh? so hard to tell apart. I know. I know. Well, when they're rubber, you can't tell them apart. No. So I had a delicious uh, chicken biscuit with uh, gravy on top. Yeah, that was good. And then uh, we we voyaged over to Pete's house. He gave me the tour of his beautiful home. Uh, his lovely wife Lori was not home. She was at the uh, on the PBR. That's bull riding, not Pap's Blue Ribbon. Um, and uh, just a big fan of that tour. And uh, but he showed me around all around the house. I got to see the super cool display of all of his like military uh honors memorabilia the coins that he like if you do something important then one of your higher ups might have a special coin and and Pete has his that he always has in his pocket that he would hand out so it was it was really cool to see all the honors and very just deserved because of uh, Pete's long service in our nation's military so it, it was really cool and then I got to see his his GWF playing area um which is pretty cool um he's got all sorts of mini binders like these just full of all of his sets right yeah i mean i i have a lot of mini binders and i feel very uh insufficient compared to Pete's pete's mini binders and um do you have binder envy i do have binder envy <laughs> um and uh then uh you know he showed me where the bar is going to be where the alcohol stash is now his wife, Lori, and I, we share a, a common taste for Peach Crown. And, and it's harder to get out there, so they had amassed a stockpile, which is good, because when we first got it in this area, it was hard to go get it. Um, so, yeah, so then we sat down and played. Would you like to hear the result? Sure. I thought so. Uh, so we we played a, a Classics 2074-75 uh, card. He hadn't used the cards yet, I believe. So let's see. K.O. Keller beat the Jammer. Uh, Commander Sam beat Torpor, and then we rolled the feud table. So then we had to roll on the feud table. So based on that, and this was like the newest iteration of the feud table, um, Torpor and an ally, which had to be the evil green alien Lowry, came down, attacked him. So then Artivus came down to help Sam because, you know, what's more American than Commander Sam and Sammy Hager's twin brother? Mm -hmm. um, and so then immediately we booked a tag match. So that match started, and there was an immediate DQ. It was one of those, and we rolled twice. It was one of those where we both went, oh. <laughs> ah. And then uh, Santon beat the Rick and Prince on the first pin attempt of the match. Uh, P 
Pete rolled snake eyes, which again got a uh from the promoters. I wrote down double groan from both promoters. Solar Flare and Moonstrike beat the Menzins uh, on, on the second pin attempt of the match. And Pete's like, ah, I don't, it's only five. I don't need to roll a tag save. And he should have rolled a tag save or a pin save. Um, now, in the best match of the night, which really was not saying much, but except it was a really good match, uh, then Torin Kalem had four on him, Screw had three, and Torin Kalem won with Kalem's grip. Uh, th then we had a popcorn match with uh, Seamus Pollock beat Blood by DQ. Oh! Oh! <laughs> and then um, Omega and Morpheus squared off against Blacklash and Bullwhip in the main event. Morpheus had one, Blacklash had two on him, and again, we didn't roll, Pete didn't roll pin save. And uh, Blacklash got pinned by either the Tomahawk Thrust or the tip, Trip to Hades. I don't remember which finisher, but one of the one of the Guardians hit their finisher. So it, it was a good time. And then after that, uh, Pete took me to a, a grocery store so I could buy some provisions for my, my room in the big city. And uh, he he dropped me back off at the Mayflower Hotel. So yeah, it was it was a good day. Whoa, sounds like a lot of fun. It was very good. All right, uh, let's see here. It looks like Chad, you've got some unboxings. Yeah, I only have one. I wrote two, but I made a mistake. That's okay. So you can do the I, second one first. We'll do the first one second. Okay. All right. Works. So uh, yeah, I'd like to thank Mad Dog nineteen eighty one Brad for uh uh. We we did a swap for some um go fight pow cards and then he threw in some other stuff. He said he's trying to downsize. And there's a couple of these things that I think I'm gonna probably put on the uh, TNT Hall of Fame auction table this summer. We got these nice little micro brawlers of Adam Bomb and Lex Luger. Cool. Um, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be for the table. If not, I might keep it. It's the 1995 champion carnival from all Japan on, on Blu-ray. It's got all the competitors on the back. Oh, nice. And then he told me he was he was trying to get rid of some programs. He's got a lot of programs. So we got this stack of programs. We got a, a Portland one with Buddy Rose. Ooh. We got an ECW. Nice. Cool. We have some big time wrestling from uh, World Class. Ooh. Actually, Corey, this looks. Do we did we have this program with the Undertaker and King Kong Bundy? I think we did. Yeah. I wonder if we familiar. got this when we when we went to the Toledo Sports Arena. Maybe. No, because that would have been. That would have been after that visit. All right. Well, I don't yeah. know. I'm not, I'm not talking to you later. Uh, uh, we got some WWF ones with the High Chief on here. Uh, Polish Hammer, Ivan Putski. Uh, yeah. And I've seen this one on an AWA program with his nice little cap. Yes. Uh, here we got Bruno. I'm not saying Bruno wore a toupee, but I think this is a maybe a toupee Bruno. It could be. Could be. I never figured out though how the toupee stayed on their head. Yeah. USWA program with uh, Wolfie D, former former uh, interviewee of mine. And yes, that's done a lot for his uh, career since then. Yeah, I I will say I think Bruno's scalp was so strong that oh, it could strong. Hold the it. It, on. Grips it. <laughs> it would it would just like I grab was onto about the toupee. One that was, you know, about two feet high. How that the, stayed the on. I mean, That was amazing. Yeah, when he the when he got the perm one. in the seventies. Yeah. 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 Well, that's maybe why Killer Kowalski had to wear a mask because he didn't have such strong grip strength on the noggin. This is true. Uh, we got we got Jay Strongbow. We have a program with 
Greg Valentine looking the most like Johnny Valentine I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, that, that, right. that almost looks like one of those old, uh, you know, uh, Johnny Fargo yeah. photos. I mm-hmm. bet it is. Let's see. We got the body press, which where, where was that? Was that the, I don't remember what body press was on it, but it's got Pampero Furpo and Louis Martinez on there. Wow. Is that Detroit? That, that I was just thinking maybe that sounds like Detroit. Yeah. Well, we have uh, uh yeah Luis Martinez Ariba uh was pretty Ariba. pretty active in that area. We have Tatsumi Fujinabe on the cover of the Madison Square Garden program. Nice. Ooh. Uh we got was that Fujinami? Really? Well, or was it says, Yatsu? Oh, maybe it was I don't know. On the cover <clears throat> uh, it says Fujinami, but then it also says Moon Dog. Oh, here's a match. The Moon Dogs against Anoki and Yatsu. Yeah, that's Yatsu. Okay, great yeah. Yatsu. Yeah. Good call. Good call. There were six Japanese guys, <laughs> and then five stood up. We got a, a, a Houston one, and then my my personal favorite. We have some St. Louis ones here Ooh, from like oh, the mid eighties nice. with the arch. He actually stole those from Harry White. I've heard. He, yes. <laughs> uh, we got one, Mister Tony Gurria, and then uh, we have a Smoky Mountain Wrestling one with the Dirty White Boy and the Dirty nice. White Girl. Yeah, and and on some of the Texas ones, there's some uh, um, what do you call it? autographs? Mm. So one looked like David Manning, and I think the other one might be Gary Hart. Cool, oh, nice. So uh, Brad has a channel. It's called Brad Plays Eighty One. He did a little unboxing of the stuff I sent him there. He gave our podcast a nice shout out. So thank you, Brad, awesome. and uh, a shout out to you. And thank you also for the Go Fight Park cards I needed. I'm I'm getting close. I only need two more foils to complete my rumble. I need a nice. Warhawk and a Bobcat Jack. So if anybody has those, come look at me up. And Stuart, right. if you you need to figure out what you need, and I'll send you I, my I do, I do. I've got all. I think I like. I said I got most of the common ones, but I need to go look and take inventory. All right. All right. So, cool. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing that chat. Thank you, Brad, for the for the uh, the shout out and. Uh, Definitely check out Brad Plays 81. Is that correct, Chad? That's it. You, okay. you need to add that to the list of people at the end. I will do that. I will do that. Thank you. Forever. Uh, okay. Not just a limited time only. Wait, how long? Uh, seven days. Infinity. Got it. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this week, and that is Chad and Tim's Promoter Spotlight. Uh, I, I misspoke earlier. Two episodes ago, uh, Sue and I got the, the time to shine, and now it's their turn. Um, both of them right now are running early classics feds. So why don't we just kind of go into that for both of you? Uh, Tim, uh, what have you done so far with the 2074-75 cards? You know, uh, I, I it's weird that I actually play this game every now and then, but but this right. this kind of, uh, you know, because I was familiar with the with the the classic sets and that i figured i'd bust them out i've done uh 21 cards so far nice. uh for the 74 75 set um the first galactic champion was morpheus he won a tournament final over omega he immediately then lost it to solar flare uh and in his first defense but then later regained it and he's been holding it since uh i think his next challenger is going to be ko keller and uh but morpheus has been very good i mean he's he's had very strong results um omega's struggled a little bit but uh well you know i'm hoping he'll he'll come on at some point and then i can really kind of do that do that match up uh some some justice down the road 
Um, as far as the tag champs, Defiance, Blood and Jammer wound up winning the tournament over Omega and Morpheus. So I thought it was kind of cool that in my singles tournament, I had Omega and Morpheus in the finals, and they were also in the finals together of the tag tournament, um, but went down in defeat. And then um, uh, Defiance wound up losing to Dorado Sundown. Uh, who's who's looked really tough. I mean, they they're boy that they, they are just a strong team, and I think next up for them is going to be the the Menzen team. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, uh, but it, it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy I enjoy doing this. It, it's it's uh, you know I don't do a lot of like well I guess there aren't really a lot of quote unquote feud you know type scenarios in this, but it's been uh, you know it's been a lot of fun just going through and see like Rick and Prince though is that 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 low blow finish he's he's won with that like three times uh he's been dq'd for it a couple times as well so um a lot of fun cards really uh have enjoyed that and uh i'm having some fun with it for sure that's awesome tim really cool to see those results well chad how about you what have you done with the the early classic set well i've i've only ran four cards so far but i have Mm -hmm. crowned a, a heavyweight champion in that time all right um you know, very fitting that Lowry, um, the first card ever won. He was in the first match of the first card, and he won. Uh, beat uh, the always tough Seamus Pollock. And um, then I had a, a tag match with the Menzins against uh, Moonstrike and Solar Flare, and the Menzins won that. And then I got into my, my heavyweight championship tournament. So I did a 12-man tournament, so... Four people received buys at random and uh, got a buy to the second round. But um, the advancing out of the first round with Torn, Kalem, Blacklash, Omega, and Morpheus. Uh, Blacklash took on Screw in a really good match they gave four stars to. I've decided, um, not just with this Fed, but a little while ago, I decided to look, I'm not going to worry about ranking matches that are under four stars because you know what? They're not going to win match of the year, so who cares? So unless they royally suck, I'm probably not going to note what they were and just, you know, I'm, I'm going four to five. I'm not going over five. Um, keeping it like, you know, the day Al Gore invented the star ratings in the internet, keeping it at five. We're not exceeding five. I applaud that. Thank you. Um, Morpheus, uh, Echo and Tim, he was in the, he took on Bullwhip in the first round and basically hit two trip to Hades on him. Um, Bullwhip kicked out um there was some kind of schmaz off the chart either the ropes or the buckle where you go down to level three move so i said that and bullwhip tried to leapfrog morpheus and morpheus couldn't duck low enough for a, a very low leapfrog so his head he accidentally headbutted him in the groin and then uh morpheus immediately hit a, the trip to hades again to get the pin so uh that man, Bull Whip and Blacklash were upset about that at the press conference afterwards. They're claiming, you know, unfair. So already kind of showing that, um, and that'll this will show up a little later too, that um Blacklash and Bull Whip aren't happy with the officiating in the GWF. And, you know, perhaps, you know, it's one of those cases where maybe sometimes the villains aren't necessarily the villains. They just have a different perspective. And where Morpheus seems to always kind of take advantage of some of these situations. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, one guy's been really tough is uh, Torin Kalem. He he took out K.O. Keller. They had a good match, but he took out K.O. Keller. Second round, he took out Rick and Prince with uh, nary a problem. Um, in that second round, also, Omega took on Commander Sam, which was 
kind of interesting. Um, you know, they exchanged a lot of holds early on. Didn't get too rowdy. I didn't know if, if things would break loose. And then that would harken back, you know, what, 30 some years later where Commander Sam turns on Omega. But uh, didn't really happen, but it stayed nice and scientific for the most part. And Omega pinned Sam. Um, then, you know, Bullwhip on the art card number three, again, just having some problems. Uh, he had a double disqualification with Screw. Even with the rolling two times, uh, they just, uh, they, I don't know, officiating went out of the window once again. Then Blacklash, he was on the good side of a, a, a DQ where he beat uh, K.O. Keller by DQ in the same show. So again, they're having some problems with some of the officiating here. And then um, I was looking for an Omega Morpheus final. Didn't happen because Torin Kalem derailed Morpheus. That's a tough card. Omega beat Jammer to advance to the finals. Then card number four, I had my first draw in the Classics era when Kordzar took on Samus Pollock. And holy crap, that match just nothing happening. Even, you know, they're getting to level three and then they're getting back down to hurt two. And I'm like, all right, give this match six moves. And then uh, Pollock got to level three. I'm like, oh, and I, he, rolled, he rolled stomp to him. I'm like, all right, this fucking match is over. So <laughs> ding dong, ring the bell, 15-minute draw. Um, Blood and Jammer on card number four made their, their debut as a team and took out the ever-tough team of Artavius and Scuff. And then let's see, Screw and Kale Keller beat Blacklash and Bullwhip in a good four-star match. So, so far, uh, Bullwhip is, has yet to win a match. <laughs> um, and then in the finals for the uh, heavyweight title, two out of three falls, Omega beat Torn Kalem in a, a great, I gave it five-star match. Torn Kalem won the first fall with uh, Kalem's grip and really worked over Omega. And the second fall was just a really long, nice mat wrestling display. They're going back and forth, exchange lot holds on level two. Um, but doing it to the interest of the crowd, unlike Kordzar and uh, Pollock. And then uh, Omega won that one with a uh, Cosmic War Dance. And then he, uh, in the third fall, he came back and uh, right away struck on Torn Kalem and uh, used another War Dance to, to get the win. So he Omega comes out of this with the Galaxian Heavyweight Championship and I'm now starting to set up a, a tag team tournament and trying to get some of these guys who maybe didn't team as much because they were involved in the singles tournament at the start to kind of start doing some tag teams to see if we can get maybe six or eight teams. I thought about doing that one like a, a point-based, uh, like all Japan type tournament for that to draw it on a little bit, but we'll see. I will say, you know, you were talking about Torin Kalem. I mean, he he and Morpheus, because when Morpheus was champ, I think the la his last defense was against Torin Kalem. Mm -hmm. Torin Kalem just beat the snot out of him the whole match mm -hmm. and Morpheus, I mean, was Morpheus was getting rolls of like 10, 11, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on these kickouts and he needed him because he's rolling that Kalem's grip. And mm -hmm. then uh, all of a sudden he just got on offense and wound up coming back and winning. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it was, it was Kalem's match the whole way. Uh, but yeah, it's a really tough card. Um, and one other fun thing I guess I've been doing too, is I've been teaming up commander Sam and Lowry. Okay. Just to kind of, nice. Just to kind of just kind of do that and set the stage Strange because you, you you've got to you're going to know that that's not going to end well somewhere down the line. Uh, but uh, I, I thought it'd be kind of cool to team them up with Sam saying, "Oh yeah, no, he's he's not a bad guy," and then uh, you know they're going to have they're going to have something happen down the road where uh, it, it's just not going to work out for him. But I, I figured it'd be fun to start that. A little enemy yeah. mine uh, going on there. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. 
so so far I have not had torpor um debut yet. He's gonna probably show up in some kind of make a strong challenge or maybe do something physical against Sam in a, like a press conference after a show. Um, because you know, with some of the results already we're telling the story of you know, Omega exudes sportsmanship in most of his matches and shakes hands with some of these guys and stuff. But maybe it was kind of a, a failed thought because the other hand, you have wild stuff starting to break out. You know, the the angst about the officiating with Blacklash and Bullwhip. And, you know, maybe it was always kind of a, a failed ideal that you could have a, a wrestling, a professional wrestling promotion that didn't have some violence involved. Awesome. That's great to hear. They're both enjoying that that new set. Um, Tim has also kind of gone back, and uh, we, we've talked a little bit about this before, but he's playing uh, an early GWF, not really a restart, but just kind of a, maybe an addendum to his history, if you want to call it that. Uh, so, Tim, what's the latest in, the, in this version of the GWF? Yeah, I'm uh, with everything. I've rolled in a couple other, uh, like like a 10 card series that I did and, and like another seven card series that I did with, you know, back in with the 87 cards. Um, I'm using all the original cards, all the original charts, other than the, um, uh, the very first chart that, that had the out of the ring, uh, you know, on G and H. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm about 181 cards deep right now. Uh, and I'm in August of 2091, I've got I think I've got one show left in August to do. Uh, it, it's been a it's been a blast. I mean, just going back and and uh, doing things. And again, I'm I'm kind of I'm not really putting a lot of time and effort into the booking or or anything. I'm just kind of playing, you know, and just kind of enjoying it. Uh, if something happens on a show where there's like a double DQ or a, a DQ with some guys and it, it gets a little too rowdy, then I'll I'll throw a rematch together on the next uh, the next month. But uh, right now, uh, Thantos is in his fourth galactic title reign. He just beat Iron Man a little while ago. Thantos has been a monster. His first title reign, he actually had 23 defenses uh, of, of the title uh, before finally losing the massive. Um, overall, for for me in this in this uh, in this series, I guess uh, he's wrestled 60 times, and he's his overall record is 53 wins and seven losses. Amazing. Um, so just an un, uh, unbelievable run for him. I think he's only been in those. I think he's only been pinned like four or five times. Um, wow. And he hasn't just, I mean, he's, he's been facing everybody. So, mm. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty cool to see that, that, you know, he's been beating back the challenges of like star warrior and wolf and all the guys too. So um, we'll have to see how that, uh, how that continues for him. Um, Spike just beat uh, uh he'd, he'd been going back and forth in dq matches with the mad jester jester was the interplanetary champ um finally they went to the cage and spike won um I, I i've always said like in my old my old fed my original fed none of spike's cards really did a lot uh never really won a lot of titles or held titles long um so far this 2091 card the the plus four the mega destroyer card um, he's, his record so far with that card is nine Oh and one. So, so he has definitely turned it on and, and turned it around from uh, his original performance. Um, and I'm hoping that he can hold this IP title for a while and really do something. Um, it's been a lot of fun kind of seeing that. And, and he still, he still does get the old card used to get, would never win with the, the mega destroyer. He'd always win with the damn head rammer. 
Uh, I, I don't know why, but that just seemed to be a thing. I remember back in the day, he'd always win with the head rammer. Um, but I'm looking, I'm, I'm really hoping that, that this will kind of be a, a, a kind of a, a coming out party for him. And he's really going to do a, a, you know, a really strong job in this and, and win a lot of matches. So, um, and on the tag team side, just crazy. The ultimate gladiators are being the ultimate gladiators. Um, overall, there are 20 wins and four losses. Um, and in 2091 so far, they're, uh, 11 and 0, and they've held the tag titles for a while now, and they are just beating the snot out of everybody. Um, so it, it's been, uh, it, it's been kind of fun seeing these things again. I can't wait till I, uh, I wind up, I think I plan on bringing chaos in, in 2092, like midway through 2092. And I'm just wondering if, if he's going to have the same kind of dominating impact that he did, uh, in my original fed. But, uh, you know, that's that's a ways off and I don't you know, it's going to take me a while to get there. But um, I'm really loving this. It, it's been a lot of fun. I don't I don't intend to post anything or, you know, do anything like that. I'm just kind of playing to play and just uh, and enjoying the game. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I like sitting down and, and, and playing. And then afterwards, you know, after the month is up, just kind of, you know, booking the next month and going through the results and seeing what I can do. But uh, again, not putting a lot of real time and effort into it, not just doing like a ton of feud matches or special matches, um, just kind of letting things develop. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty much going by the rules, you know, the, or the, the story, uh, Tom's story. Um, I, I have done little things where I brought in, um, I, I, for limited runs, my Tex Remington and El Pantera Negro cards. Um, also Akuma the Ninja. I'm using the second version of Akuma, uh, not the not the original one with the out of the ring on level two, but um, I'm using the second version and it, kind of in the same story as as Thantos's bodyguard and uh, you know you got to get by him to get the Thantos. So, um, but it, it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it a lot, um, and uh, have just had uh, some really good matches and some uh, uh, some really interesting uh, upsets and things along the way. It's been uh, it, it's it's been a lot of fun. It it, it kind of takes me back to the days when I was playing when I was a youngster, kind of kind of a youngster, uh, not quite a youngster, <laughs> but uh, but 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 when I was enjoying the game the most. So um, it, it's kind of cool to get that feeling back again and and be excited about using some of these cards. Do you had a comment? Yeah, uh, Tim, I'm digging you're using some different names in here, too, a little bit. Iron Main is a GWF champion, which that's a card that I just never, ever really gave a good run with. So looks like you had a pretty good feud with Bishop Hill. That's That sounds like they would have matched up pretty well. You know, he was one of those that, again, a guy that didn't really do a lot for me originally. Uh, but, but yeah, had a nice little run as, as champ and... Uh, um, I was kind of surprised he came out of nowhere, uh, but was just really, really strong debut and followed it up. And, you know, Galactic Punisher is another guy that never did a lot for me, but he's held the title three times briefly uh, each time. Um, but he had a, a nice feud with Thantos where he beat Thantos, then Thantos beat him back, then he beat Thantos again, and then lost to Kraken. And then, so he's been Galactic, and then won it again from Kraken. So he's been Galactic Champ three times. Um I'm I'm hoping that that he ramps up now in tag competition with Justice as the Galactic Ops, because uh, I always did really like that team. But um, but yeah, just some interesting names that uh, you know I I guess didn't uh, get a, get a lot of run in my original Fed that uh, that are now. One thing I thought was funny, you know, I've got these repeat champs as Galactic Champ, 
I don't have a lot of repeaters though in the interplanetary champ. And that's how mm -hmm. my original fed was too. You know, I, I had some guys that would, that would win the title a few times, but for the most part, it was always a new name. So, um, so we'll see how that goes, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. And, and Chad would be, I'm sure is thrilled that, uh, that the Greek gods are, are five time tag champs, uh, more than any other team. So, um, you know, Brutus held the title five times, but three with massacre and two with spike. So the, for the original spike card, the first spike card, mm -hmm. um, when I was doing massacre is more of a single, um, but, uh, but yeah, the Greek gods are the only team to hold it five times. So there you go. Uh, you know, I, I, I saw that and I approve. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask good. a question similar to Stu, because, you know, I, I saw the galactic punisher three times and, um, has there been anybody else besides from Punisher and the Greek gods? And like you said, your IP title has been kind of a hot potato, but anybody like maybe in the IP title side who, I mean, gosh, Beast Rider held it. Uh, anybody like who never even sniffed a title before? Um, You know, Actagon held a, held a, a special matches title for a while and he, okay. he was my IP. Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to take a look at the list bounty hunter actually i was hoping he would go on a long run but but didn't you know yeah. mesmer's a guy mesmer never did anything for me and um uh you know he wound up beating bounty hunter for the title and eventually wound up losing to tong soon but he had a few defenses in there and, and had a nice run uh with the ip title mm -hmm. so um, so that was nice. The other thing too, in the tag ranks, I thought it was really kind of nice, even though they didn't hold it, that they, I think they lost in their first defense, uh, star warrior and Omega. Oh yeah. Held the, held the belt. Cool. So kind of nice to get Omega that, that little last run there before, uh, you know, he would, he would, he's probably going to go, you know, go off into the sunset and manage. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool that, uh, um, that, that, that they wound up winning a title and they never did anything for me and my, my fed originally. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. You definitely get some, some new people stepping up. Like I said, spike has been a complete surprise and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's been a good one. Um, and I just, I just feel bad for the gods because they've been in the finals of the galactic, uh, cup tournament that I do my, my yeah. annual tag team tournament. They've been in the finals the last three years, but haven't won. And it's just, bridesmaid. you know, they're, they're good at putting people over. They, they lost to Bruton spike in 89. They lost to Badger and Ram in 90. And then they lost to Bruton massacre in 91. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they've been a tough team. They've been much tougher for me than they were originally. Um, so that's been kind of cool because I, I, I knew that you would at least appreciate that uh, if, if no one mm -hmm. else, but um, yeah, it, it's, there's, there's been a lot of little surprises. I mean, death mask has done better for me than, than he ever did. Um, so I'll just have to see how, how it goes, but yeah, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm really hoping for a lot out of that wolf and mayhem feud mm -hmm. uh, that I'm doing. Um, you know, that that's one, even though I'm not doing a ton of feuding, that's one that I'm just going to run, you know, like every month there's going to be a wolf mayhem match. I think there have been three so far and shockingly, all three have ended in disqualification. Nice. Um, and I'm going to do that for a while until I throw them in a, in a special match. I just want to let them, let them go. Might I suggest the Triton truck? There, there you <laughs> Thank you so much. That's uh, a great suggestion. There you uh, go. Um, but yeah, I want to do that. And I'm, I'm thinking too, cause in my original fed, I had, I had a special matches title and I'm thinking that the, this feud between the two of them may, 
ultimately cause some, you know, uh, a fan, a fan uprising to create a special matches title down the road. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's one feud I'm, I'm really enjoying. And like I say, I try to make sure that, that, uh, I book that every month. It's, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a cool one. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that, Tim. Uh, now we'll move over to a, a legends based federation that Chad's been running kind of a, a two-part system. Uh, I really love reading these results. I love how Chad is doing this, but I'll let him talk more about it. Uh, Chad, what have you been doing? Well, so I'll, I guess I'll talk about the second one first. Um, Sounds good. So the vintage Fed I have listed here, really it's just been, um, I, I have a spreadsheet that lists like every LOW competitor, and I know other folks have done this too, so it's not uh, anything new, um, but I've had this for quite a while. And like lists... It, it starts in 1880, what do we got here? 1880, no, 1876 when William Muldoon debuted um, all the way up to the present. And it lists, and I haven't updated this for a while. So some of the newer indie guys, I mean, I don't have them on here because I'm just not to that point yet. Um, but a lot of the kind of more modern legends guys, like an Adam Pearson, Colt Commander, they might be on here, or Brian Danielson. Um, so it just has a chronology of everybody who we have in the game. And that way I can make historical matches and, and that sort of thing. So I've had two matches so far with William Muldoon and Martin Farmer Burns, because they were the only two uh, competitors competing at the same time. Uh, Evan Strangler Lewis will come rolling in in 1882 here. Um, so right now we're in the 1879 realm. Uh, they've had two matchups for the American heavyweight title. Uh, William Mondoon has won them both, but there was a decided uh, difference between the first and the second match. First match, William Muldoon just kind of trounced Farmer Burns. Uh, but on that second match, it was a much more even battle, uh, more exciting. Uh, both matches were two out of three falls and um, came down to the, the final fall. Muldoon retained the American heavyweight title, but uh, promoters are anxious to book a rematch between those two, maybe in the year of 1880 or 1881. Um, you know, I'm not going to have like a match each month between these guys until somebody else comes along. That seems a bit silly. It's more of like a, a, a boxing title fight thing um, where we're building up the, the big match between those guys once or maybe twice a year. And then the Strangler will come on. And then, you know, around, let's see here, 1894, all hell's going to break loose because then we'll have the terrible Turk jumping in. I mean, we like the 1890s, we got like six guys. So then shit's going to hit the fan. So it's going to be pretty good. And then people start dying in the ten, uh, 19 because of the, the syphilis or something. But it'll be fun. Uh, so that'll kind of weave in um, the the Georgia Championship Wrestling uh, promotion I had under Wrestling Around the Globe on uh, the message boards. Um, I haven't updated that for a while, but I've been kind of getting back into playing that too. And that was always kind of the, that was like the startup for that, this whole universe for me. And um, what I was going to do is not run it in a linear fashion, but it would kind of jump back and forth between decades, like uh, the TV show Lost. So you'd kind of, there'd be flash forwards and flashbacks. And uh, I'm still going to do that. Um, and, you know, something might happen in one and then down the road, 10 or 20 years, it'll be, a, it'll link to something else that'll be happening during that promotion. So um, right now I'm building to the, thanksgiving tag team tournament for for georgia championship wrestling and uh big night in the omni 
Uh, we might see Andre the Giant come in, or maybe Danny Hodge might come in with his junior heavyweight title. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm having fun time building that. And, and kind of another, it's going to be kind of a side timeline that I'm very proud of in the Chattoverse is that sometime in the early 1900s or so, there's going to be a push. A push by the ring crew to unionize. And that's going to weave itself in and out of my timeline yes. with different ring crew issues. As needed. Yes. yes. So I, I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I, 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 I do think it's cool that in the vintage one, you know, you're building in the fact that the average life expectancy at the time was probably like 53. Right. Uh, right. So, yeah, so there you go. That, that'll definitely lead to some turnover for sure. Yeah, I mean, William Muldoon, he, he, his career is from 1876 to 1890, but uh, Farmer Birds didn't start wrestling until 1879, so they got a little bit. And then we'll get Evan Strangler-Lewis in there in 1882. That'll give some... Uh, but that then Muldoon retires in 1890, and then Burns and Evan Strangler are both uh, working until 1899, so perhaps they can be in a a, a double knockout cage scaffold match. Or something. That'll be another thing, too. You know, that might... Oh shit! That's what's in going to do the ring crew union is somebody falls off the scaffold, scaffold. setting it up, and dies. <laughs> Did you listen? Was it Cornette recently? He fell he, off a scaffold. Well, he did. he did, but then they were somewhere, and these guys set up the scaffold, and one of the guys set up the scaffold, just jumped off, and basically took the bump, and you know, just jumped off the scaffold. It was like eight feet or ten feet. And walked away where that's supposed to be the crippling bump. I think I was on one of Cornette's podcasts recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my shit. Very cool. I love, Chad, how you're using some of these guys with like different names, like they're either their real names or early in their careers. And oh, yeah. Really, I love that. That's a that's a cool little touch. Sue? I was just curious, Chad, do you, do you think you'll get around to any IPW at some point? Or Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will. I live that, Stu, you know. I live booking that thing. No. And, and yeah. I will say, I have I have toyed with the IPW stuff. I, I've actually played online, uh, but it's just, I, I haven't done that in a while. I, I, I set it up and, and didn't. I haven't brought in that second set of cards either, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but that was something that I kind of messed around because I wanted to try the online and, and, and yeah. see what that was like. So, um, so I've done that as well. Uh, and I know that uh, big picture was, was pretty much a pretty dominant champion that, that, that first yep. few rounds for me, but yeah, it was, that was fun too. I, it was fun kind of figuring out how to get everything set up and, and, and get things running online. Well, and there's cool. been so many names that we've had in IPW that have, you know, gone on to other things, or maybe they're kind of coming down in their careers, but you know, guys like Hacksaw Duggan or Cowboy Bob, um, um, or like I said, guys going up like Adam Pierce, Colt Cabana, mm -hmm. Austin Aries, uh, you know, Tyler, Tyler Black. Black. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a, so many guys we could put in there and have a have a good promotion with, and then just a lot of the modern guys that they would fit with. You know, I'd love mm -hmm. to see the Briscoes fight uh, Maddie and Sparrow. That would be awesome. Oh, that'd be yeah, fun. You know? that'd be fun. So. You could you could have Bob Orton get pissed off because somebody beat him at cribbage in the back and, and yeah. start a feud based on that. <laughs> could That's use a, a loaded idea. cribbage board instead of his arm there cast. Is. There, there you go. go. Yeah, there you yeah go. load his cast with a cribbage board. Yeah. 
where he's oh. gouging the eye with a, a cribbage peg. Yeah, mm. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Oh man, good stuff. Uh, let's see. See the great booking ideas you can get from this podcast. I mean, exactly. It's unbelievable, isn't it? You can learn yes. what to do and learn what not to do. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's definitely true. Yeah, you know the one one little you know Corey, you talked about the real names and stuff, and yeah, uh, one thing I've done is, and this you know, the Georgia thing is set sometime in the seventies. It's not really specific, and you know, mm-hmm. again, maybe, maybe I brought in Tommy Rogers four years too soon. I don't really care. You yeah. know, it's some of that's kind of close enough because I haven't really specified what year it is with that. But um, I had a, a Bruiser or Frank the Hammer Goodish. Who's pretty much Bruiser Brody, just slightly watered down. Like some of these guys in their real names are a lot more watered down because of where they are in their careers. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, took on young Randy Poffo, and uh, you know he he beat him. But you know, and he said, you know, boy, you're gonna have to wrestle like a savage to beat me. So I'm gonna, you know, in the mid '80s, I'm gonna start up a feud with with Savage against Brody. Nice. You know, kind of kind of based off, you know, so just kind of little cutesy winks like that to stuff. Cool. I, I love it. Bond. Yes, I love it. No, it's all cool. about the cutesy winks. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> me too. Weren't they a punk man? I think I they so. were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I might have seen them in Pennsylvania at one point. Yeah. <laughs> well, another thing we're we're going to highlight this week, not uh, Phil Singer Games related, but definitely something that uh, appeals to a lot of Phil Singer Game promoters. Uh, that's Tim's Stratomatic Baseball update. Uh, Tim, what's going on with Strat? You know, so I've got the uh, the PC version of the game. Uh, not the politically correct version, uh, but the PC is as far as personal computer version yes. uh, of Strat. I, uh, I've set up a 16-team league using their Hall of Fame set, which is every player that's in the Baseball Hall of Fame, along with uh, three sets that are called Baseball Heroes, which are really good players uh, that aren't in the Hall of Fame for whatever reason. Maybe they just they weren't good enough to get in, uh, like, say, your, uh, your Steve Garvey's, your... Don Mattingly's, your uh, Davy Concepcion's, people like that, um, or they could be people that that there's a reason that they're not in uh, your Barry Bonds, your your Clemens, your McGuire's, uh, Pete Rose, uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, those types of people, and so you're able to set it up so that you could do a draft, and so I, I basically the first time I the first season I did I made everybody available. And then I picked four of the 16 teams, one in, cause I have two leagues and then two divisions within each league. And so I picked one team from each of those divisions and I would do that draft manually, but then you can set them to draft different with different strategies. You want to draft for power. You want to draft for pitching and defense. You want to draft for on base and speed, uh, or you just want an overall balance. Um, and, and the computer will draft players. So um, what I did was I set it up the first year and uh, have just kind of gone on. I actually have just started my ninth season uh, with that. Um, it, it's It's been a lot of fun. I I, uh, I think two years ago or two seasons ago, I changed the teams that I was using just to see, okay, you know, I was kind of, I, because I, I allow some carryover of the players. I think your top seven guy, uh, position players by war. And then with a, cause war for pitchers is a little sketchy. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, personal, uh, uh, bias on, on, you know, who, who gets carried over, but 
seven position players and four pitchers get carried over every year. And then everybody else goes into the draft pool. And then you redraft uh, based on one lost record from the, the prior year, worst team first to, to best. And it's it just been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, 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 one of the teams that I put together, the Pawhuska Strongbows, uh, obviously there's some, uh, some, some wrestling reference there, but uh, they've been one of the strongest teams. They won the World Series in, in season eight, um, led by Josh Gibson, uh, catcher from the Negro Leagues. And uh, Greg Maddox has been their their best pitcher uh, over the over the seasons. Um, and then the other they, they played uh, the Buffalo Herd, uh, who are the team that has Babe Ruth, uh, who also uh, hits and pitches uh, occasionally. Um, but uh, they've got Pedro Martinez is their ace pitcher. And he's won multiple Cy Youngs and Ruth has won pretty much the MVP all, all but maybe two or three years. Um, I think Gibson, Josh Gibson won MVP and Greg Maddox has won a couple Cy Youngs in that league. But those have been the two dominant teams. The Strongbows were a team that I set up and I drafted originally, but now I'm, I'm playing with a different one. Um, Buffalo just, you know, the first pick of the draft in, in the first year was Babe Ruth and he hasn't budged from that team. He's been outstanding. Um, as you would expect Babe Ruth to be outstanding. Um, but that's been kind of a project that I've, I've really enjoyed. It's kind of fun. It's one of the first things I usually do in the morning. I, I set up a, uh, 144 game schedule that I, that I put together, uh, manually. That was a, that was a joy. Let me tell you that, um, where I kind of, uh, you know, it, it's kind of based on the old, older schedules where, you know, it, it's not just, you don't. You, there's interleague play, but, but it's more sparse interleague than, than playing in your own division and then your own league. So um, it's just been, it, it's just, it was a lot of work to set up, but it's been a lot of fun to play. Um, I really enjoy it. I've got a team doing really well uh, out of the gate so far, but you know, that doesn't really mean anything uh, because, you know, you have these teams that could go on 11 game losing streaks because every team is really, really stacked with players. Um, so the worst team can go out there and score 17 runs. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't take much. I mean, it, it's just, you know, the, I was, I was saying before we started the podcast, I mean, you can have a guy like Roy Campanella, who's got a 300 batting average and it's 30 home runs. He could be your number nine hitter in the lineup. Uh, cause I do use DHs. I don't, I don't want the pitchers hit. I figure I got so many, so many great, you know, powerful hitters. You know, I, I want to get the use out of them. I don't want them to, to be sitting on the, the bench because maybe they're not as strong defensively as somebody or whatever. Um, but it's just been, it, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I hope they, uh, strike some point down the road here, uh, we'll come out with another baseball hero set. The baseball heroes three came out a little while ago, maybe a year or two ago. Um, so I'm looking forward to something, uh, you know, down the road, that has got some of the players now that are maybe just coming on the ballot more. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, it, it it's just a, a real fun project. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's just one of those things. If you're into strat and, and you like to do it, I mean, this is just something I, I find to be a lot of fun and it's, uh, it's, it's a good way to wake up, you know, have a cup of coffee and then, uh, you know come in and, and, and just knock off a, a, a few games, uh, you know, uh, to start the day. It's a nice relaxing way to start my morning. So, um, but that's been a lot of fun too. And I know a few people express some interest in it, uh, um, you know, when I've, when I've mentioned it before. So I figured I'd, even though it's not 
Phil Singer games related. I figured I'd give a, a quick update there. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, for anybody thinking about buying it, it, it is a lot of fun. It's uh, you know, you don't have to worry about applying a lot of the rules. You can tell, you can tell it what rules you want, you know, to use and, and everything works. So, um, but uh, yeah, a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great game. And like I said, you know, it's a, it's a fun way to start my day pretty much uh, every day, except, you know, when I have an off day. <laughs> so then, then, then I have to find something else to do, um, which usually isn't a problem, but, uh, yeah, so there's my, there's my strat update. We're just uh, getting into season nine right now. And it's, uh, uh, you know, off to a, off to a good start. Awesome. So I, I have a question, pardon my ignorance about strat. Um, so like when, do they do an updated hall of fame set like every year when the new class is announced or. So the, the hall of fame set I got was probably a few years old, mm-hmm. but the baseball heroes set pretty much have everybody that's around, you know, that, that would be eligible or is, is going to be eligible, uh, you know, right, right around now. I mean, they've still got the guys like, uh, Ichiro Suzuki. He'll be on the ballot for the first time next year. Mm-hmm. He's in one of the baseball hero sets. Mm, okay. So a lot of the guys that have made the hall of fame since my set came out are in the baseball hero set and their stats aren't going to change because what they do is they take an average of like the best seven seasons mm-hmm. um, of, of their career for both the pitchers and the hitters. Okay. Um, and generally like the hitters and the pitchers at the end of their career, their, their stats aren't going to be right. Uh, you know, as, as good as they were during the, their, their prime. So, mm-hmm. um, so pretty much everybody that I think everybody, except maybe one player, um, uh, that that's in the hall of fame has been in the, the, the baseball hero sets. So it, it, you don't really miss a beat. Okay. So like Joe Maurer being in the hall of fame this year, he's, he's in the set. He's already yeah, in, he, the... he was in one of the baseball hero sets. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. As was, as is Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Billy Wagner, who's on the ballot is in there. Andrew Jones. I mean, all those guys are, are, are pretty much available. Okay. Very good. Thank yeah. you. Certainly. And yes. you, you have no problem. Like some people like, well, I only like to match up people from the same era. Thinking right. Like that. when we, when we had Iowa Oaks on, you know, Matt, yeah. Matt was talking about how he plays and he just, and I think that's good because that's how he plays wrestling too. Right. You know, so right. that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't want to, I, you know, I, I don't mind playing a season either because mm-hmm. I've got a couple different seasons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's fun to play the seasons too, but I just want to take all the, you know, the top guys and just kind of throw, throw them in the pot right. and see what happened, you know, um, it, just to do it. But I, yeah, I, I mean, that, that's just my choice, but yeah, it's fun to do with the replays too, mm-hmm. when you, you, you know, you can go in and, I mean, pretty much almost every season is available that you would want. Right. Um, you know, if you want to play the 1952 season, I mean, it's probably out there and you can mm-hmm. do it and they'll, they'll have the, you know, it'll preload like lineups and stuff and, and mm-hmm. who pitched and all of that for you. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do, they do a really good job on that and, and put together just a great product. So if you want to do an as played, you know, season, you you can do that too. Uh, I, I don't have a problem, you know, doing the all-time greats. Right. right. Uh, but, but yeah, but if that's, if that's a problem for you, then, then you could just, you know, find a season that you really like and would like to play out. Um, you know, maybe do the year that DiMaggio hit in 56 straight games and Ted Williams hit 406 or, 
87 to 91 when the twins won. That's what that's it. Find your favorite team, you know, find your favorite team that the year they won the world series or in a year they were really strong and didn't make it in, you know, and see if you could get them in. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, there's a lot of different things available out there. They've got uh, a lot of Negro league packages too, that you can get um, uh, different things, different seasons. Uh, so you could, you could set that up as well. So you're not just limited to, you know, major league baseball. You've got the Negro leagues as well. Um, just really cool stuff. Um, they, they've got a great website you could go through and, and pretty much, uh, you know, find something that you'd like to do. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that update, Tim. And I think with that, we're going to wrap up this episode and let's get into our shout outs. Chad, uh, from the looks of things, you've got a plethora of shout outs this week. I do. We're going to have a separate episode for all my shout outs. So all right. Three, two, we'll one. see you there next you week. <laughs> uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is some uh, Blu-ray compilations I've got uh, recently of um, WWF action from like the mid 80s. It started with a set that has um, the war to settle the score and the brawl to end it all on there the uh kind of those mtv specials and then the same uh person put together one for wrestlemania one and it has that one is a little more robust because it has a lot of stuff building up to that um and then they've done now ones for wrestling classic wrestlemania 2 um the big event and wrestlemania 3 and basically with all of those they're kind of really building a timeline and, and using things like MSG shows and Maple Leaf Garden shows and uh, Saturday Night's main events when those come along to kind of tell the story of what takes place between that super card, like the end of the, the you know, one chapter is the last super card, let's say WrestleMania 1, and now it's all the stuff building up to the wrestling classic. And it's really cool. Um, obviously, these have to fly under the radar a little bit, um, so if you want information about it, I showed Iowa Oaks when we had a uh, river rumble and he thought they were pretty cool. And I, I picked up all the, the rest of them. Um, he has up to WrestleMania three and the WrestleMania three one, uh, typically these are one Blu-ray. Um, but the WrestleMania three, you have a, like a regular one or the ultimate fan edition, which of course I had to get though. It's four Blu-rays and it's got just scads of stuff. It's amazing. Um, they're they're just a lot of fun. So if you're interested in those, let me know and I'll point you in the right direction for those. Uh, Impact Pro Wrestling returns to Des Moines, Iowa, Saturday, February 17th. That's this Saturday, folks. Um, we got people flying in from Florida for this or driving uh, driving Bill and Darlene Krupsack, our friends from the Hall of Fame. They decided, hey, we're going to drive up. So or maybe they're flying. I don't remember. Anyways, they're going to be there. You should be there too. I mean, even if you don't, you don't have to fly, but if people are flying from freaking Florida, if you were within the uh, 515 or 614, 641 area code, one of those area codes, come on over. Uh, I think uh, Eric Nish, she's going to be there. Iowa Oaks might be coming. Uh, TK, there's a rumor he might be coming. So you should be there too. It's going to be a good time. 7 p.m. bell time. Platform is the name of the, the nightclub we'll be at. Uh, thanks to those who've been helping me complete my GFP Rumble roster. Uh, down to two foil cards, Warhawk and Bobcat Jack. You're all good people. And I thought some really cool news I read this afternoon. Brian Pillman's grandson stopped a school shooting. There was uh, rumors of uh, a school shooting and a, and a violent incident. And apparently the, the person who was going to perpetrate that act 
threatened Brian Pillman's grandson and told him about it. And Brian Pillman's grandson told his father. Um, and uh, they alerted the authorities and it was stopped. And the young person had a, a list of people he was going to try to take out. And he had a gun. So hats off to that young man for being brave for, and doing that because the this disturbed individual told him he was going to kill him if he told anybody. So that's pretty freaking awesome. And then thank you to the, everybody who commented on episode 167. Rob, Kevin the Butcher, L.A. Ray, Throwing Toasters, Emperor Scott the Flash Norton, Pete, Gunslinger, TTX, Matt, Malice Lover, Moose Knuckle, and Moose Knuckle's cousin, Camel Toe. Did I say that out loud? Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. We appreciate your time. Everybody stay safe and be excellent to each other. Peace out. Thank you, Chad. Look forward to hearing about IPW and Platform uh, on next week's episode. Stu, what do you have to say this week? I just want to echo what Tim said about Stratomatic. It is a fantastic game. And if you're looking to get into baseball gaming, you could do far worse than doing a Stratomatic. It is a fabulous game with just about every season imaginable. Tim, did you ever play APBA or APBA or its chief competitor? I, I actually did. I think that was probably the first game that I baseball game that i that i really got into um but once i got to strat i just thought it was a little bit more statistically accurate i tend to agree just just because with appa um i always called it apba yeah. uh, like a lot of people did but it was yeah. supposedly mm -hmm. appa um just because they would have pitchers by grade so grade. if you were like a d pitcher yeah you were like the lower level pitcher and they just had like everybody was a D. So if your ERA was like five, you were a D. If it was a yeah. seven, you were a D. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so uh, I, I I didn't like that feature. But I mean, other than that, I had I had, I did have fun with that game though when I was playing. There are certainly devotees to it as well. Um. Well, now that football is over, uh, you know, so long football. Been nice. It's time for a real sport. As pitchers and catchers are reporting within two days which is a wonderful sign of spring. It is, they are coming back. MLB is cranking up. The boys of summer are, uh, getting, are getting loosened up and getting ready to entertain us once again. Should be a fantastic year. A lot of talent in MLB these days. And I, for one, am looking forward to that. And with that, I will say good night, Denmark. Thank you, Stu. Tim. Well, first of all, yes, I know. In 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 recent episodes, my T-shirt promo has probably been less than in, inspired. Uh, but by God, you know you can always go to tkostore.com and they do just a great job. How do we spell that? Let me tell you. It's t-e-e-k-o store.com. That's where you get all your uncharted territory stuff. Uh, your T-shirts, your sweatshirts, your hoodies. It's all there with different designs. Uh, you know, buy them all, people. Um, you know, it, I, I think, uh, you know, Justin does a great job with the store um, and, and really has helped us out, you know, getting the, getting the shirts out and available to people, um, just trying to support him as well as us. Because, uh, you know, that 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 quarter of a cent that we make off of each of those shirts, because Chad, Chad really negotiated hard to get that to get that money for us. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'll be back in, in better uh uh, better form as far as the uh, the t-shirt promos on the next show which should be interesting uh so we'll we'll see how that goes um want to echo the the whole pitchers and catchers thing that Stu talked about i'm really looking forward to the season um i did get my new low score on immaculate grid i got a three which uh, i thought was you know pretty impressive the other day 
Um, so that, so that was good. Um, and I also want to, uh, as, as much as I don't like to say nice things about people, I've got to thank, uh, Chad Olson and Mike Molesky. Uh, recently I had a little bit of a, a GWF playing issue and, uh, and, 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 uh, Chad, Chad got, uh, got going and, and, and notified Mike and, and Mike helped me resolve the issue. So, uh, just want to thank both of those guys for, for helping me, helping a brother out. So, uh, other than that, you know, just want to thank everybody for listening. We really do appreciate the people that stick with us and, and for some reason keep uh, keep listening to us. And uh, we'll be back again next time with, uh, God, I don't even know what, what episode number it could possibly be, but I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Tim was playing without his shirt on and his dice, tiny dice got stuck in his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I think, I think. I think it might be episode 100, 100. I'll I'll have to think on that one. I'll let you know next. I don't, I don't think okay. we're quite at one seventy yet. No, yeah. we're within striking I, I, distance. I, 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 yeah, I don't think. I think we're Just close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I I have something else. Is Please. it next week, Corey, or the week after, where we're gonna have? A really, really cool promotional look. Yes, yes. Uh, I think it's that actually, wasn't a yes or no question. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think seven. It's, no, I'm saying yes. Costa Rica. Really cool. Oh, uh, one. Yes uh, two weeks. I thought it was next week. We'll look. We'll look. It's I think cool. it is next week. Actually, that would that would do well with whatever number episode it is next week. So, fans, I suggest you put on at least four pairs of socks because three yes. of those fuckers are getting knocked off. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I I heard this was going to happen and I fell out of my chair and then I sat in my chair and I fell out again. That's how cool this is. I was walking chair. and I just collapsed. <laughs> and then I had to do the worm home for the next three blocks because I couldn't get up. <laughs> couldn't get my feet under me. Good thing you live in a small town. <laughs> I know. Shit. God, if I had lived in the city. Whew. <laughs> that happened in DC. I probably would have got mugged and pissed on. Yep. All right. With that, <laughs> I'll get to my shout outs this week. Uh, let's give attention to the other Phil Singer Games content providers out there. Of course, Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games. Grandpa Choco and the Solo Promoter YouTube channel and podcast back in action. Uh, of course, we have uh, Steve Tower at After Further Review, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Long Free the Dizzy Dice Podcast. Brock Atkinson at Braxter Builds, Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games Character Spotlight, and now added to the list, uh, Brad Plays 1981 on YouTube. So thank you, Brad. Great idea! Hey, I had one once. Uh, But thank you, Brad, for uh, plugging our show last week, and uh, happy to to plug your channel as well. Uh, Also give attention to uh, my wrestling team, a little kind of our regular update here. Our girls uh, had their section tournament over the weekend. It was a uh, two-day tournament, uh, some very tough competition. Um, none of our girls went to state this year, unfortunately. Our, our girl, Amelia, who went last year and placed at state, had a very tough bracket, uh, took fourth in her section. But she's got two more years. She's only a sophomore, so plenty more opportunity to get back to state. Uh, and other girls had a, had a good weekend as well, uh, some wins here and there, some uh, memorable matches, and a lot of fun. Um, so while their individual uh, season is kind of done, uh, we do have our team section tournament this coming weekend and we'll weigh in all of our team members for that. Cause we have, uh, we are allowed to bring 21 wrestlers and we have 21 wrestlers right now, at least as far as people who are healthy and, and, uh, cleared of injury. Uh, so, uh, we're looking, looking forward to seeing how that goes. Uh, just a couple more weeks left in the season. We'll see if we get any of our boys, uh, to the state tournament. And with that, we will wrap up episode 168. 
Thank you, promoters, as always, for clicking, listening, and downloading. We'll talk to you again on another episode with a number to be determined. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Eccles' great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, a.k.a. Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com, T-E-E-K-O-Store.com. Insert wolf music. I just felt tired and i don't know if that's just because of wrestling season or just if i feel like extra tired but yeah so i just got i'm just i'm just, I'm just regular tired so much congestion yeah hey, Tim, how are you tim's regular tired doing well i'm just regular yeah <laughs> okay just regular tired that's good yeah that's good i'm excited to hear chad's federation spotlights here you know i know i am too been a long time i, I didn't look at any of the results I'm, i, I want to be surprised I, I I didn't look in detail. I opened up the Georgia one, and it was, I mean, it was very detailed. I'm like, holy cow, look at this guy. Like 1987 <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yeah, all over again. Oh. Uh.